and welcome to episode number 70 of The Third Power, the big 7-0. Nice. And it's also <laughs> 2018, as you have heard. Uh, this is Anthony Avatolo, joined by my uh, celebratory, not, not celebratory, but celebratory co-host, Usman Jamil. Hello, I am here. Yes. And celebrating <laughs> number 70, a new episode that's got its own thing, all that good stuff. And we are here today to talk about Rivals of Ixalan. Yeah, and uh, it's uh, 2018. It's 2018. <laughs> Did I say 2017? No, I'm just... Oh, okay. It's You're We're not recording still. in 2019 or whatever. No, 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 right. It's actually 2018 and we're here and we're uh, we're ready to go. Yeah. So uh, we'll, we'll talk about some Rivals... Um, Rivals of Ixalan sounds like some sort of like nerdy street gang, by the way. It's a funny thing when I um, was going to write the article about, or when I wrote it. Do you remember like this SNES fighting game called R- Rival Turf? Yeah, I remember that game. Nice. I, I remember it. <laughs> I was I kind of skimped on putting that reference there because I'm like, nobody's going to get it, but hey, at least you did. <laughs> at least there's somebody who understands super old video games for super old people. So... Hey, somebody and got our Blossom way, reference, so there's, there's I know, that. I know. That's awesome. <laughs> so uh, the uh, uh, I, I still maintain that old video games, by the way, way harder than the vast majority of new ones. Oh, yeah. Vast sure. majority. Vast majority. Oh, my God. I haven't, anyway. I haven't been playing min- many new games, but uh, we recently hooked up the, the Super Nintendo and mm-hmm. played through... Uh, Super Mario Brothers three, mm-hmm. and you know how if you get the two—that's warp- the one where he turns into the raccoon and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, where you can get the raccoon and the Snooky suit. If you get mm-hmm. the two whistles, you can go from the first level to level eight, which is you know like the last level. And I hadn't played that game in—I haven't played Mario three in uh, this millennium, probably, probably sometime in this millennium, but at least not for the last ten years, if not longer, and. Like, the first level I remember pretty easily. It's like, yeah, this is easy. And then I just went to level 8 and was just, like, blocked. And we're done. Yeah, it took <laughs> me a while to beat it, but it, it I just was shaking a lot of the rust off, and I was like, oh, man, this is rough. But, yeah, it does seem like they don't make them like they used to. Whew. Yeah. Oh, man, that is brutal. Yeah. Like, there's, I mean, granted, I've, uh, I've, uh, been playing some new games recently and you know luckily we still have things like dark souls that exist in this world so it's like i do still get to have hard games yeah but man like even these games like dark souls very hard but like some other games i play i'm just like eh. like i remember you know it's amazing how much the respawn has made games easier yeah yeah and that was when you had a certain number of lives you can't mess around yeah if you die too many times you got to start over yeah, and that's that was one of the things that annoyed me when I was playing Mario Three was like there was it was a while between kind of these warp pipes which would get you to a certain area, but essentially you had to beat like two I think it was like two or three levels in a row, and <laughs> oh no, it was when I was trying to be beating Bowser at the like the last part, and it was just like I essentially needed to practice on beating Bowser himself. But it was mm-hmm. all this stuff beforehand that you had to just go through. It's like, all right, make sure you do this and make sure you can fly up here and whatever. And it was just like, I just wanted more repetitions to just fight Bowser. But it's just like having to go through through all this garbage to get to. And it's just like, yep, all right, got to do it again. Remember, uh, was it Ninja Gaiden One when uh, 
I forget the number of the last level. It's like level eight or whatever. It might be level eight or level nine or something. But when you got to level nine, you know, you fight the last boss, whatever, Jacquea or whatever he's called. If you die on him, and it's like, you know, level nine, one, nine, two, or let's say eight. I think it's maybe seven. Who knows? Let's say eight, one, eight, two, eight, three. And yet they're all individual levels and it's an ninja guy and so it ain't easy. You, you die on the last boss. You know, you, you you game over on the last boss. You go all the way back to eight one. <laughs> yeah, it's brutal. I was like, that's. I'm assuming somebody probably messed up. Like that's. I'm assuming that's not intentional. Like I'm assuming somebody probably just messed up some coding or something. But that's just brutal. Or like, mm-hmm. in, like uh, what's that? Ghosts and goblins. Like if you don't... Yeah, see. Now that's the thing. Is like I never found those games. I found them very challenging, mm-hmm. but I, I I was surprised at how many people said those games are ridiculously hard. Ghouls and Ghosts and Ghosts and Goblins, or you know whatever order they they come in. I found those games. To, I played those in the arcade. Mm-hmm. So like I actually thought the console versions were easier than the arcade versions. I never really played much of Ghosts and Goblins. Honestly, I, I remember like hearing that like if you don't beat whatever the devil with like the oh shield. yeah no you got yeah you got to go all the way back. Yeah. yeah, like that just seems really. That's just messed up. It's like that's what I'm saying. That's when games are good. Nothing that's respawn. Oh, let me try it again. Yeah, it's like oh, see ya. Or like uh, at least Dark Souls punishes you for dying. Like you drop all your basically your loot. Uh, I don't know if you've ever played it. Well, basically you drop all your souls, and souls in the game both function as money and as experience points. Oh, so basically you have to choose how you want to spend them. You can spend them at like the shops, or you can spend them at the person who levels you up. Hmm. So when you drop them all, like you drop them all, and then you can go back and get them. Here's the thing. When you drop them all, it takes you all the way back to your save point, and if you die again before you can get back to where they are and pick them up, they're gone forever. Oh, okay. Yeah, that sounds right. So if you're carrying around too many of them, because you're like, oh, well, I don't know what I want to spend my points on, or, you know, you're in the middle of a board and you haven't found a bonfire in a long time, and then you die, and you're like, ah, crap, i got to make it all the way back there. The thing about the game is any mob can kill you. Like, Hmm. if you're careless... Just about any mob will mess you up hmm. and could potentially kill you. So you can't just, like, dilly-dally, yeah. like, oh, let me fight this guy, get this guy out of the way, and not really pay attention, because he'll, he'll triple combo you and stagger you, and then you're like, and we're dead, and there goes my 20,000 points, and I really need to put the controller down and walk away and do hmm. something else with my life, because, you know, yeah, it's uh, it's rough. Yeah. So, but you have that hard. reputation for being... Yeah. It's good, though. Yeah. I agree. Good stuff. Anyway, hey, let's uh, let's start our episode as we do all the other ones with a crack a pack. This time we are using my cube. Uh, my cube is about yeah, approaching six hundred. It's like five eighty five. Uh, why is it that number? Because, I don't play cutting cards yeah. because I I want to play cards that I like to play and I like playing higher. I, I found that I enjoy my experience of playing higher, more amounts of lands and and multicolored spells. So, you know, cutting cards are like unpowered. No fast mana, so no Sol Ring, no Mana Crypt, none of that garbage. So, you know, just good old-fashioned, you know, beatdowns and, you know, trying to get all three uh, all three theaters of decks to work. So, here we go. Mm-hmm. You ready? All yep, right, I'm, typing? yeah. All right, numero uno, Teferi Mage of Zalfir. I'm typing it as a Teferi Dude. <laughs> as opposed to Teferi Walker. Yeah. Got it. Mm-hmm. All right, number two, Lore Seeker. Ah, that's a good one. So for those of you who, who may not know what Lore Seeker is, reveal it as you draft it. After you draft it, you may add a booster pack to the draft. Yeah. And it, it's it's pretty much just like if this pack sucks, then you can just free roll another pack. 
Right. Well, you get another first pick. Yeah. Also, if you're a if you're a archetype that needs more packs open to make it work, you know, it's very good. And you get the first pick out of the pack. All right. Next one. Yeah. Thornling. Thornling. How's that been working for you? I haven't played I that like in a while. Thorn. I like Thornling. I'm a fan. Yeah. The the haze trample indestructible is rough. Yeah. So indestructible especially gets gets to be particularly annoying. That might All be right. some foreshadowing for for dun, a card dun, in the dun, yeah. Next card. Detention sphere. There you go. Next card. Height shambling vent. All right. That's not bad. And next. Hell rider. Ah, nice. Yeah, we we like the Hell Rider, that's for sure. That's a good card. It's a good red four drop. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Hmm. Next card, Blastoderm. Man, these four drops. Blast from the Pastoderm. Yeah. That's By the way, this card's still really hard to kill. Well, I mean, it has Shroud. And really it's a five hard five. to kill. And Stragantic. Next card, Kasali Pride Mage. There you go. Solid man. Cat. Cat Wizard. Next. Yep. Coligan's Command. That's a nice card. That's a nice yeah, card. Yeah, those those who like value, by all means, come hither. All right, next card. Hi. Oh, shoot. i got to remember the name of this one. <laughs> it's in Korean, okay? Um, <laughs> Giraffe's Messenger. Oh, okay. Who looks like he's got a battery installed in his chest. Yeah, he kind of does. Like like a giant 9-volt battery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to remember. I had to look at him. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Don't tell me. <laughs> okay, next card. And by the way, the the zombie sub theme actually works quite well. I like it a lot more than vampires, although I haven't tried to re <laughs> rejigger vampires since uh, we've gotten a bunch of new ones. But I probably wouldn't advise that. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't seem great. All right, no. Next card. Hi, is it Signet? There you go. That's a nice card. Do you have the uh, what the OG art or the dual deck art? Uh, OG art. Yeah. OG I'm not really a big fan of the original art signets, even though like the Hildebrands are legends. So. I, I like some of them better than others. I like I, I like a mix and match, but the there's a part of me that can't just do that because hmm. yeah, I do yeah. like some of the uh, 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 master set ones quite a bit. Yeah, like Gruel Signet and Boros Signet are just like oh man, like some like the Demir Signet ones like whatever. Yeah, it's like a Demir, I like the Demir Signet one, the new foil. I like that one a lot. Yeah, with the glowing signet, the glowing sigil. Mm-hmm. Terrors, yeah, there's like some the, of them I like. The Azorius one's kind of like whatever. It's just, but like the Gruul thing that's probably my favorite, just because it's yeah, just like, the Gruul one's great. It's like this king, and it's just like whatever. <laughs> like, I like the new, I like the new Rakdos one too. The brand, yeah, like the burning brand. I do like yeah. that one also. Because I think the old flavor text said something about like how you know it wasn't a signet until it was used as like a murder weapon or something, and then when you look at the old Rakdos signet. Art, you're like, so what am I supposed to do with this? Like, throw it at somebody? Like, <laughs> well, the, the flavor text for the original Is It Signet is actually quite appropriate to what we're talking about. Hmm. The original flavor text says, The Is It Signet is redesigned often, each time becoming closer to a vanity portrait of Niv Mizzet. Oh, yeah, yeah. So there you go. All right, next one. Hey, Curd Ape. Curd Ape. All right. Formerly banned. Yep. Curd Ape. Oh, the, even the dual deck art is the dual deck whatever version or masters uh, whatever is the same flavor text. Oh, is it really? Yeah, which is kind <laughs> nice. of appropriate, yeah. All right, next one. Him to Torak. Interesting. All right. Good card? Yeah. Card and our penultimate card. <laughs> Flooded Strand. Huh. There you go. And pulling up the rear. Dun, dun, dun. Council's Judgment. Okay. Well, that's not bad. Yeah, there's a few nice ones in here. 
Yeah. Uh, I- I'm thinking either like Hellrider, like Hellrider, K-Command, or maybe Lore Seeker to just free roll another card. Like, both the cards, I think the cards in here are good, but they're not, like, absurd. So I think the, the highest potential for, like, absurd first pick is Hellrider. Yeah. Because of how much of an impact it has the turn you play it. Yeah. Yeah, you pretty much, like, swing deal a lot. Right, like, by himself, he often represents, like, five or more in the first turn you play it. At first I thought you said, like, uh... He's four by himself. At first plus. I thought you said, buy you Billy. But yeah, Hellrider certainly has a big, big impact when it comes into play. Usually deals... Usually it tends to close out games really well. Right, because that's the thing, is, like, you know, if, you know, obviously, like, your creatures are probably dying along the way, but if you go... One, two, three, Hellrider. The Hellrider by itself represents seven damage. Yeah, yeah. I like that it, I like that it triggers on itself too. Like that's, that's Yeah. Cool. And the fact that I kinda like that it's damage. So if you need to redirect to planeswalkers, you can. Mm-hmm. At least for now. Yeah. I don't know what they're gonna do with that whole planeswalker thing. Like I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I think the plan is for Dominaria for them to be their own thing, so you can like bolt them directly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or like you know when you attack them, like you know, for example, Hellrider would get worse against them because you can't like it says you know opponent, so it can only go to the opponent. You can't redirect it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's probably still solid though. Oh no, it's still great. So for me, especially without the other red cards in the pack, I'm probably taking Hellrider because it's a nice payoff card for that archetype. Yeah. And it also is a nice strong signal for me to like move into, okay, let's see if we can find those. And there's a very good chance that we'll get a, if we wind up in red green or wind up in to be able to get some lands, we can wheel ourselves Curdy. Yeah, that's true. That's true. God forbid we wheel a call against command. That's not happening. But. Yeah, I was about to say, I'm like, if that happens... I'm... But, you know, someone, uh, you know, not that far down the line is definitely taking Lore Seeker. Someone down the line is definitely taking him to Torak. Someone's definitely taking Flooded Strand. Someone's definitely taking Council's Judgment. I mean, that's four more picks right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, we're not that far away. There's only, like, three more, you know, three more cards to fade. Yeah, maybe. You know, Culligan's Command, like, I, I don't know. You know, maybe we will wind up with a very good mana red black deck and we can draw off Messenger, but I don't know. Yeah. Triple black into double red seems specious. So yeah, make it, we'll make it work. Yeah, man. Lands, you know, that's why I really enjoy lands. Yeah. Because, you know, you know what you need to cast all your spells and play magic and actually, you know, have fun? Lands. L- lands, yeah. So, you know. So for me, I'm probably taking uh, Hellrider because, you know, and try to be the fun police deck. All right, that works. What say you? Either Hellrider or Lore Seeker. Like, I like the pack, but I, I, I don't know if I could maybe do better. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I'm gonna say Lore Seeker. I'll free, I'll free roll. Just free roll in the with the one pick again. Yeah. Oh, nice. open another pack. Let's see, let's see if I. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> all right. If you're taking it, all right. Let me take my cube again. Oh. Free roll it. All right. Here we go. I'm just going to start picking some random cards out of it. I'm just going to read them along. Do you want me to just take them all out first and then read them afterwards? What, whichever works. I don't... <laughs> I don't know. Let's, let's, uh, let's grab some from various places in my cube. Height. There's five. Nope. That's a basic line. There's six. Nope. That's a basic line. <laughs> I love when that happens. It's like... Seven, eight, nine, uh, ten, eleven... 12, 13, 14, and 15. All right, here you go. You ready? 
Yeah, let's do it. All right, so your second pack would give you choices of Gaddock Teague. Eh, not bad. Hypnotic Spectre. Mm, okay. Diagraph Ghoul. Mm, Yabamaya right. Elder. All right. These don't seem like the, the, the re-roll-type first picks cards so far. No. Getting nervous. Vidalkin Shackles. All right, we redeemed it. <laughs> <laughs> Smokestack. Yeah, that could be Shrine fun. of Burning Rage. Ooh, that's a good one. Fire Drinker Seder, which plays right into the person's hand when you pass Hell Rider, and they're like, ooh, Fire Drinker Seder. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mishra's Factory. Oh, okay. H- Hakori Dust Drinker. Mm-hmm. Path to Exile. Oh, okay. Not bad. Not uh, bad. Desecration Demon. Mm-hmm. OG Masticor. Yeah. Soldier of the Pantheon. Mm-hmm. And Dualcaster Mage. I'll take my shackles and be happy with it, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is an easy. Sh- I think this is an easy shackles. Yeah, tap tap the shack. <laughs> Didn't we shack say something? <laughs> I think we made some kind of reference to that before with shackles or something. Maybe. Oh, you're right. <laughs> shackles or papples? <laughs> something like that. That sounds right. Good old shackles. Right, it sounds stupid enough for something that we would say. Oh no, not like a two-step George. <laughs> right. <laughs> We're thinking about that randomly for some reason <laughs> recently. I was like, Two Step George. God. I forget, what was it, the band that did some like terrible, that did some song that I couldn't think of? It was, I'm trying. <laughs> it was like, it was something like, uh, I was like, what was or whatever, like, was. Was not was. Yeah, what, what was that? <laughs> Walk Your Dinosaur, of course. Oh, right. Step George, or was not was either one. Yeah, either either way, that's fine. <laughs> ah. <laughs> oh boy! All right. Speaking of dinosaurs. Oh yeah. So um, let's go to let's let's talk about rivals. Yeah. So I guess I'll do a blatant article plug on on Please. Gathering Magic. I did an article on the set for for rivals. Spoiler alert: the set's not that great for Cube, but I mean it has things and stuff. Yeah, I mean, so it's a small set. I think we've gotten very spoiled by having like lots of potentially playable cards and sets. Um, yeah. As they, you know, as there seems to definitely be a nod towards more casual play. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like things like Zakama. Like, good lord, have you seen this card? Like. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, uh, stuff like that is you know, there's definitely a nod to it. So I think we're we're lucky to get a fair amount, and I you know. I mean, some. there have been sets in the past where I think we've talked about, what, like two or three cards, like the most? Yeah, like Bremaz, Born of the Gods. Right. Like, so this is a small set, and, you know, maybe there is five or six cards, like, you know, in addition to maybe a couple testers. But, man, like, I think we've just gotten a little bit spoiled, and it's a small set. And yeah. I, I just kind of wish uh, – I just don't feel like we got enough strong enough cards. You know, we just had, like, all these tribal things. And, man, it would sure be nice to get some tribal cards that are, like – strong enough as tribal cards mm-hmm. that are also like decent cards on their own so that if you had like a tribal sub theme it would play well into it but uh there's not a whole lot of those in this set i was kind of hoping so for some more of that yeah there's no like rabble master tier tribal cards right that's just like man i would play this card on its own and as it turns out it's actually pretty nuts it's like, like one six eight dead right good old rabble master i love that card Rumble, rumble. It's my spirit animal. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, would you like to talk about the white cards? Oh, yeah. Oh, before I do so again. Oh, oh. oh shout outs to the Lim- uh, Lords of Limited podcast. Um, wh- at least one of the hosts of it is a fan of the third power. Nice. Yeah. Like I stumbled in the chat room 
and I don't know, I probably was like, said, hey, I probably just, I think I was just talking randomly about some card that they had, and like, hey, are you um, Usman? I'm like, from the third power, I'm like, what? <laughs> when did this happen? I think it was Ethan who said that, and yeah, they're a pretty solid podcast. They're, they're also on MTG Cast, so check that out. I'll do a link in the show notes. Hopefully, I won't forget. Nice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not like oh, here's a link. Uh, yeah, white cards. Um, so yeah, there's not much. So I don't know where you want to start because I just like always put everything. Okay, well I'll tell you what. Why don't you pick a card that you would like to talk about, and then I will pick a card that I would like to talk about. And then we'll talk about if we want to talk about any more cards. <laughs> well, I'll talk about, I mean, there's the one good, like, the one quote-unquote good card that's, like, head and shoulders the best white card in the set, and then just, like, uh, stuff. All right, bring it up. I guess, okay. Sky Marcher Aspirant, the new Savannah Lions of the set. One white mana for a 2-1. Hey, my favorite stats. Yeah, Vampire Soldier. And it has Ascend. If you control 10 or more permanents... You get the city's blessing for the rest of the game, and it has flying as long as you have the city's blessing. How often have you gotten any play with this yet? Yeah, I have. So, um, I, I drafted like this blue-white like aggressive deck, which I don't know. Mm-hmm. I seem to like drafting blue-white aggressive decks. Yeah, I I can dig that, man. Blues blues come a long way with that kind of stuff. Yeah. Spoiler alert: a card I want to talk about later. Yeah, that's true. But it was it was like. I had a good amount of... I'm going to see if I can find the deck list. I'm pretty sure I have it on here on my desktop. Let's see if I can find it here. But it had, like, some token stuff, but not a whole bunch. Mm-hmm. And it triggered decently em- enough. And then I remember drafting, like, a red-white deck and then, like, a red-white aggressive deck, and then it almost never um, was Ascend. But let's see. What's, what I really want to have happen is for you to have nine permanents, where one of them is uh, Geist of St. Traft. And oh. then when you attack with both of them, it puts the 10th permanent in play and gives you the city's blessing, so then your Sky Marcher is flying. Oh, that'd be cool. That's what I kind of want to have happen. That'd be cool. The deck was, let's see, I'm just going to read the cards. Ancestral Vision, Preordain, Mardu Woe Reaper. I'll read the creatures, their creature suite first. Mardu Woe Reaper, Soldier of the Pantheon, Sky Marcher Aspirant as the one drops, Stoneforge Mystic, Phantasmal Image, Jace Vryn's Prodigy as the two drops, Bremaz King of Oreskos, Monastery Swift Spear as the threes. You mean Monastery... Uh, oh, yes, Mentor. Yeah, Mentor. mentor. Uh, Sower of Temptation as the four. Revelark and Clocknapper as the fives. And then for non-creatures, um, Ancestral Vision, Preordain, Unexpectedly Absent, Sword of War and Peace, Oblivion Ring, Jace the Mind Sculptor, Factor Fiction, Control Magic, Quarantine Field, Treachery, and Elspeth Sun's Champion. And then a Tundra, a Hollowed Fountain, a Flooded Strand, an Arid Mesa, and I forget the basic land distribution, but probably more weighted towards white. Clocknapper is very interesting in that list. Oh, yeah, Clocknapper's dumb. That card's stupid. <laughs> Usually it's just like, steal your untap phase and upkeep right. and draw. And that that deck 3 owed. Right. I will choose beginning phase. Good luck. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Most I think every time I cast Clocknapper, it was the beginning phase just because that's most likely. Yeah, untap, upkeep, draw. Mm. Yeah. There was a time when I had even got use out of the upkeep by having Ancestral Vision <laughs> suspended. <laughs> so I was just like, all right, take another. Yeah, I was just like, take another. Let's get another counter off of this. Yeah, I was like, sure, why not? Was yeah, that's sex. But yeah, like, it was definitely the best one drop in the deck. Like, there's definitely been times when, like, Mardu Woe Reaper's benefit is, like, irrelevant, or Soldiers of Pantheon is just like, sure, whatever. And there were a lot more times when, you know, I just happened to get 
City's Blessing. I was like, oh, oh, 10. Yep, it's got flying now. Sweet. And it's nice because, like, you can get around these board states where there's just, like, some ground pounder that's gumming up the works. And it's like, oh, yeah, nice flying. Whee! But, yeah, in that red-white aggressive deck I drafted, like, it was, like, I don't know, it was pretty straightforward. Like, red-white, you know, just beats. And, like, it, I never really got... The city's blessing, but that said, I would say it's better than stuff like, like uh, I don't know the like Marty War Reapers, even though they're fine, like they're solid. But like I found the the, the benefit on that a lot more relevant. Yeah, I, I imagine the 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 extra text is much better for this card than for Marty War Reaper. Yeah, or it's like, oh, um, I'll exile this random thing in your graveyard, and I'll gain a life. Oh boy. Right, and if you cast it on turn one, you don't do anything. You're just like this guy. Eh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> so. But yeah, it's it's solid. Like it's one of those easy ads, and I'd probably advise looking at your white section and seeing what your aggressive decks need, like rather than the lazy swap, which that's right. box enough about. But yeah, it's solid. Good card. Gets a thumbs up. It's a thumbs up. Yeah, soda. I agree with that one. We yeah. like that. Yeah. So I, I think if I had to pick a card for second place. Uh, which, by the way, first of all, can I just say I love Zatalpa Primal Dawn. Oh, the uh, big. That, <laughs> that's not the one that's that's in my second. But like between the artwork, first of all, have you seen how big this thing is in the artwork for scale? Yeah, it actually does look quite large. It's enormous. Also, it's flying double strike vigilance trample indestructible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um. Excuse me. Like, yeah, what? Uh, so attacks for eight, tramples over, can block, doesn't die, flaunt. Like that card's awesome. Anyway, yeah, it's quite <laughs> it's, large, but that, that's not my that's not my choice for for probably for second most playable. Even though it was uh, pretty uh, pretty ridiculous. Anyway, I think the card for me, which would probably be a second place, would be Bishop of Binding. Oh, the uh, the Panisher Priest thing. Yeah, so Bishop of Binding is three and a white. When it enters the battlefield, exile target creature and opponent controls until it leaves. And then whenever it attacks, target vampire. Not itself. Could be itself. But target vampire, which, you know, probably not a ton of things for that, gets plus X plus X until end of turn where X is the power of the exiled card. So, like, it basically turns the power of their own creature against them. Yeah, kind of like a... Like a judo move, almost. It, right, right. Like use your use your own like momentum against you. You know, like hey, yeah. I got this. Or and, you know, and it it creates a huge threat on its own if left unchecked. Like especially if your opponent's like, well, here's this big dude, and you're like, okay, well, here's this guy. Get rid of your big dude. Oh, by the way, when I attack, this is gonna be a big dude. Take a lot. You know, it doesn't have evasion, it doesn't have all that stuff, but for me, like you said, this would be the second, for me, I think this is the second card I'd be interested in playing. Yeah. But again, it, it has force. the unfortunate problem, right, of being a white board drop. Yeah. So. <clears throat> and I think that's probably the, the death knell for that card in a lot of yeah, cubes. Unfortunately, yeah. that's, you know, just happens to be the wrong cost. Yep. What, so. do, you think of, what do you think of Martyr of Dusk? Like the it's, yeah. it's filler, like it's fine, like it's whatever. Yeah, like all the like, hey, here's a guy, and then you get a guy when it dies. They're all like fine or whatever. They're like, a little underwhelming on their front side, right? Like they're a little underwhelming, and then the backside's fine. Like you know, there's the one drop that makes the one one flyer. Uh, 
the Doom Traveler. White also doomed, right? Doom Traveler. That, yeah. I, that whenever I hear Doom Traveler, Blues Traveler pops into my head. Every time I yeah, hear, yeah. every time I play Doom Traveler, my mind is, oh, once upon a midnight tree. <laughs> every time I see Blues Traveler, like Doom Traveler, like the harmonica and those words come to my head. I, it's just one of those things. I mean, I can't blame you. That makes like sense. Play, like a game show contestant with a parting gift. Could not believe my eyes. <laughs> Humor me and tell me lies. Yeah, I don't know. I really like Blues Traveler. John Popper is a ridiculous, ridiculous harmonica player. Hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. He's so good. Nice. So good. Anyway, yeah, it's just, yeah. Not impressed. Yeah. I don't know, there's not really too many other white cards that are super spectacular. The 5-5 five, five for 5, that when it takes damage, you get to exile a creature. Like, eh, seems interesting. Yeah. I almost rather play Zatalpa, though, because that card is just, oof. It's a big thing to reanimate. It is a very large, reanimatable, hard-to-deal-with thing. Yeah. Yeah, it does black. Its immediate board impact is a little low, but... Yeah. I mean, th- they're not attacking past that thing unless they have a removal spell. Yeah. Of some, you know, order of give it minus eight <laughs> toughness or <laughs> exile it. Like I'll dismember it. Jesus. Yeah. I'll like, dismember go it ahead, again. Buddy, go ahead and dismember it twice. Be my guest. <laughs> that would like, be. I will black sun zenith for eight. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Do what you got to do. These are tough times. You gotta do what you gotta do. Right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I think that thing's off. Awesome. I do. I do like Zatalpa a lot. Yeah. I won't play him, but he's awesome. No. How about Blue? Blue. Um. Did you want to lead off, or do you want me to? Okay. So I'm gonna lead off with a card that I really like. Um. That I that makes me like when I see this kind of card, I'm like, ooh, I want to try to push Blue Aggro a little more, and that's Warkite Marauder. Warkite Marauder is uh, one blue for a 2-1 flying pirate. Human, human, mind you, human, important. That's, you know, this is a, another, you know, check mark in the box for stuff like Champion of the Parish or whatever, right? Uh, whenever it attacks, target creature, defending player controls, loses all abilities and becomes base power and toughness, 0-1. So basically, uh, this guy flies, and he's also going to clear the way for your ground guys to attack as well. Because he's going to turn their blockers into, uh, they're, they're going to be they're going to be a little uh, humble. Have some humble pie. Break your back, make you humble. There you go. Iron Sheik says. And remember, in, there was a deck I drafted which had Warkite Marauder and Umizawa's Jite. <laughs> <laughs> I got that. Com- <laughs> yeah, I got that combo out, and I was like, oh, these go together really well. <laughs> right. like, oh, As it turns out, kill a creature plus one counter. I think. I think my opponent on turn four cast uh, Master of the Wild Hunt, Ooh. and I was just like, "All right, cast Gta, equip, swing, kill it." Right. It was. It was pretty good. Good luck casting creatures until you kill this. Yeah, it is a little bit weird because like it's not really great when you're behind, and it's like not really a card that control decks want. But I mean, there have been a whole lot of like two ones flyers that like there's not. It's not enough to really pull you into a tempo deck like like Dimensional Infiltrator, which I think is a good card on the. But I think once you're in, this is a card you want in your deck. Yeah, that's like, definitely a. It, it's it's a very I think it's a very high on the role player uh, chart of like, hey, if we want a deck that does this sort of thing, 
this is a card that you want in your deck. Like, is it is Geist of St. Traff's best friend. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because, like, you know, sometimes you're just like, I don't know if I want to attack with this 2-2. Hey, guess what? They have an 0-1. So I think those cards actually play very well together. And I just like, I like Welkin Turn in general. And this guy is just like, you know, obviously all upside Welkin Turn. Yep, I, mean, I don't play Welkin Turn in cube, but I just like Welkin Turn in general. You know, just like two ones, two one flyers for uh, two power flyers for two. I'm in. What you're saying it was Especially good in, uh, what's that, this. Unstable or whatever? Yeah, I had the, the Biblioteca, the novella or whatever. Yeah, literally I just played real magic against people and just murdered people. I had a deck with just like a bunch of Welkin turns and a bunch of the uh, hazmat suits. I just like equipped my hazmat suits and, with, and just made a bunch of four power flyers. And they're like, um, <laughs> I'll roll some dice. I'm like, all right, sweet, take eight. And they're like, well, I'll, I'll roll some dice again. I'm like, okay. Here's a surprise. I'm on attack for eight in the air. And they're like, eh, I guess I'm dead. I'm like, hmm. And you did. As it turns out, yes, you are. And so, you did. So that, for me, that's, that's one of my, that's one of the card I really wanted to talk about. Yeah. That's a good one. I forgot to bold that one. I bolded and greened the other card that I guess I want to talk about. Yeah, no, I like Warfight Marauder. Yeah, me too. That's a nice one. I like it more than the card that you bolded, actually, that you're going to talk about right now. And I think so do I, but <laughs> I think I just forgot. <laughs> And like, your card is was it Admiral's Order? Like yes, yeah. I think I think the issue is so it's um one double blue instant counter target spell raid. If you attack the creature this turn, you may pay a blue rather than pay the spell's mana cost. I think it's the rub is that it costs three. They don't really do two mana hard counters anymore, mm-hmm. so that door is kind of closed. <laughs> but eh, I don't know. There's been a whole lot of three mana counter spells with something. And the, right. their shelf life has usually been fine. And I think this card's just that. It's it's fine. Yeah, like, it's fine for protecting your, like, post-combat, like, creature or whatever from being countered. But the problem is, is, like, see, my biggest problem with this card is the fact that once they know you have it, the jig is up. Like, it's only good the first time you cast it against somebody because inevitably we're trained, for whatever reason, we're trained as magic players to wait to use removal spells until you declare things as attackers. Unless yeah. they specifically have a trigger upon attacking. So the vast majority of the time, like, you're probably going to get people with this card for the one mana. Because you're just like, it's combat, and then you're like, all right, attack with these, or like, kill it. You're going to be like, no, thank you. You yeah. know, like, but then after that, they're just, you're going to be like, combat, and they're going to be like, okay, now kill this thing. And you're going to be like, well, I guess I could pay three, but, you know, and like, what are we doing here? It's just, you know. Yeah. Cancel at that point. Or I guess it's one of those things where it's like second main or something. Where it's another. I think it's another autopilot thing too. It's just like second main. Right. Exactly. So where I guess you know, that kind of clears the way. It's just like, all right, I'm attacking with these charge. Right. And, and, right. Right. It's, uh, hey, that's exactly what it says on the card. Yeah. So you know, I don't know. Maybe so maybe it goes into that you know that other deck type as well, where you just kind of want it always as a threat to cast like your follow ups. But I don't know. It's okay, I guess, but I'm, I'm not super excited about it. I haven't opened the foil one, too, and I'm not super excited about it. Yeah. Not as excited as I am by Warkite Marauder. Yeah, that card's nice. I think Timestream Navigator is also interesting. What's that one? So that's the, the two-drop 1-1 one, one with Ascend. Oh, that yeah. You put it on the bottom of your library and take an extra turn. Yeah. It's a little underwhelming. Like, like I don't know. That's the, To me, that's like more exciting than like the Counterspell. Yeah, yeah. Because like, at least it's a dude... And then it's a four-mana time walk. Yeah. And, like, you put it on the bottom of your library. Oh, Don, what if there was some way to shuffle your library mm-hmm. or search for it or do something like, you know what I mean? Like, there's, you know, 
there's ways to to reuse it. The fact that it doesn't like exile itself yeah. means like it's opening itself up for well, maybe this is interesting for some reason. Like maybe down the line this will be something we want to come back to. And yeah. it is a human, and it is a wizard, and pirate. it is a pirate. Yeah, <laughs> it is all three. So human pirate wizard. They even put it in alphabetical order. All right. Do they is that do they do that by default? Like merfolk warrior. Not, well, well, it's always you know it's always uh, race, race class. Job. Right. Siren pirate. Yeah. Yeah. I think I like how you said class, and I said job. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say, isn't class like isn't class like the whatever the? Oh, I'm RPG. sure it's a very Dungeons and Dragonsy. Yeah. You know. Way to put it. It's a, no, it's definitely much more appropriate to the setting that we're talking about than my word of job. Yeah, <laughs> that's his job. You're a wizard. Uh, what's your job? Yeah, well, I mean, if you ask them, I'm sure that's what they would tell you. Yeah, Th- that's their LinkedIn profile. Says. Except for except for that uh, uh, adjective comes before uh, race because Zatalpa is an elder dinosaur. So anyway. Uh, I don't know. Maybe if the multiple, maybe the multiple class thing is always in alphabetical order. I don't know. Yeah. I guess we'll like have whatever, to, to, to look and see. Whatever, like bear, druid. So now, yeah. I, right. Exactly. Who knows? I, I don't know. What do you think of the secrets of the Golden City? Like I tried that and it was it was pretty solid, but it's blue. Yeah. I mean, it's whatever, I guess. Like except for you know, like I, okay. So draw two is fine because we've played draw twos before, like compulsive research. But that's really a draw three, discard one. Or Thirst yeah. for Knowledge is really a draw three, discard one. Even though you net two, it's really like getting an extra card deeper. And uh, I don't know. I, I certainly don't like it as much as uh, the one from the, the draw two from the last set. What was it? Chart I don't remember. Chart the course. Oh, yeah, that card's dumb, though. So, you know, real good. I, I, you know, I, and for the double blue, it means it can only go in a certain type of deck. Makes yeah. it much harder to cast on turn three. If you cast this thing on turn three. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you need cards, man. Well, I mean, if you, I was thinking if you cast on turn three with the city's blessing. I'm not oh sure God. what happened. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what happened. Did someone cast you, like, did someone cast, like, did someone cast Eureka before you cast this? Like, <laughs> they cast Tinderwall turn one and then cast Eureka. And they let you play right. with your token generators. And you put into play uh, Cloud Goat Ranger. Angel of Invention. And- Oh, or a Deranged Hermit. There you go. Deranged Hermit. <laughs> like, right, you have to find all the ones that come in with all the stupid little things. Yeah, that should be enough, right? Four Cloud Goat, four Deranged Hermit, and two lands. Yeah, yeah, you're the city's blessing now. <laughs> we did it. I can draw three cards instead of two. <laughs> By the way, attack you in the air with my two-one. Yeah. <laughs> Your dude is now smaller. <laughs> right. Yeah, come on now. Yeah. Yeah, there's all not right, much how for about, blue. Yeah, that's about it for blue. How about black? There's a super obvious one that we should probably just get out of the way. Yeah, the uh, the Patrick Sullivan rant inspiring card. Did you? Ever, I'm assuming you've listened to that rant. Yes, yes, I have. Yeah, it's great. If you haven't, you guys should go listen to it. It's pretty great. Patrick's just great in general, and like to hear him like go on his. I mean, you you want to you know if you guys like soapboxes. Oh yeah, that's that's it was a nice one. He, he does it well. Yeah. I mean, my, thankfully, they had the standard bands to change things a little bit. But, I mean, the, still, the same still applies. Like, I'm going to cast this giant lizard. I'll kill it and get a 2-2. Right. I'll kill it with my 2-2 dog. <laughs> it's a beast horror. In case you don't know, it's ravenous chupacabra. I'm very upset that it doesn't have any sort of goat trigger, by the way. Oh, yeah. Like, seal target goat and then like sacrifice Like, something it. was a goat. Right, no, if, like, something was a goat, you get, like, life or something. Oh, yeah. I mean, come on, we had Goat Napper. Yeah, this is true. Go for the goat. Go for the goat. Huh. Anyway, Bavinous Chupacabra, 
two black black beast horror two two comes into the battlefield destroy target creature and opponent controls not black creature not non-black creature not any creature and opponent controls anyone you want whatever no big deal yeah that's fair like necrotal always teeters on the edge of me like wanting to keep it in my cube yeah and it's always like eh. yeah like there's some games i really like it and the other games are like yeah this is super awkward like playing the mirror against another black deck and you're just like Bleh. you cast a batter skull all right and then they came out with you cover yeah play this card yeah i not even really need, need to talk about it it's a pretty obvious obviously good card what else is in there black okay so i have a card that i like I think I, that's one I forgot to highlight, too. Um, there, there's a couple that can see play. But the one that I like because it references an earlier card that was an uncard. Do you know what card I'm talking about? <laughs> like, I'm looking at the five. I'm trying to think of how to compare this with an uncard. It is not the five. Okay. Uh, oh, Tetsamok, right. Tetsamok. Right. Who is like Infernal Spawn of Evil that you reveal him, and you're like, it's coming. And then he comes in and eats all the things. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I, 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 so there's a couple good, like, black, like, large black creatures, but there's not a ton that's super, or super exciting, right? So we have, like, Grave Titan is obviously awesome. Like, you have stuff like Shouldred, which is kind of, you know, which is on the large side. You have Grizzlebrand, which is even larger than that. But, like, this comes in, like, right at the, you know, like, to me, Six mana is kind of like the illusionary, like, ceiling of cards you want to, you're okay playing multiples of in your cube. Like, once you get to, like, seven or eight, you're just like, yeah, whatever, I'm not playing a ton of those. Like, I feel like six is kind of the top of the uh, curve. And this card is absurd for a six drop. Yeah. It's so, kind of a hidden, kind of like, you reveal it on turn four kind of thing. It's like, oh, here it comes. Yeah, I mean, or even if you just draw the slate in, like, a board stall, and you have, like, you know, 10 mana in play, you're just like, all right, that's Prey, that's Prey, this is Prey, they're all dead. They are all dead. All dead. And it's not like they fight, either. <laughs> yeah, this is the Terminator. <laughs> this just comes in, and it's like, oh, yeah, no, absolutely, you should come up with little Sarah Connor counters, <laughs> and just be like, you're Sarah Connor, you're Sarah Connor, you're Sarah Connor, I'm back. Dead. Just a random Arnold Arnold Schwarzenegger quotes. <laughs> right, right. And they, I mean, are you Sarah Connor? Oh, I was yeah. going to say, like, get to the chopper or whatever, or rubber baby buggy bumpers or something. <laughs> it's not a tumor. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a dog. It's a ferret. There you go. It's a chupacabra. He's your daddy, and what does he do? Remember those old uh, soundboard pranks? Yeah, I have a yeah, I have a Schwarzenegger soundboard somewhere. <laughs> Man, those are sweet. Who is he? That, I have a great one from like a uh, uh, Full Metal Jacket, also of the uh, of the Patrol Sergeant. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I can imagine that being good. <laughs> yeah, I like Tetsamok. Yeah, it's a good. I don't card. know if he, he's he's certainly not better than like Grave Titan. Come on, but Titan. he ain't he ain't right. He he's certainly he can make a very large impact on the games, which I like. Yeah, you know, and he's got touch, so at least he's got something going for him. Also, I think when Although, you're talking about like sixes and. Above, like, the line. I think, like, six is probably the quote-unquote line between hard-casting something and, mm -hmm. like, cheating into play kind of thing. Right, because, like, at six, I still feel like I can cast something. Yeah. When it gets above six, I'm like, mm -hmm. are we a ramp deck? <laughs> yeah. Are we a control deck? Are we cheating this into play? 
And by the way, like cheating this in the play don't do that much. Nope. I mean, you got a six six. And that's right. It. You have six six death touch. Congrats. Yeah. Congrats. <laughs> I don't know. I like Tetsumak. It's nice. Yeah. I think it's. I mean, it's definitely like in that second tier of black sixes like this and Massacre Worm and whatever. Right. Yeah. Massacre Worm also fine. Oh, that, it's a fine man as well. Also yeah. does a lot of a lot of killing when it comes into play. <laughs> yep. Yeah, like it's certainly tier two behind Grave Titan, which occupies tier one by itself. But like, yeah, uh, you know, it, Massacre Worm is, is certainly very good. I do like Massacre Worm. Mm-hmm. Like that thing is also triple black, even though this, of course, has lots of blacks to activate as well and do stuff with. But like, I don't know. I like this card. I'd be willing to certainly give it a shot. Yeah. So which means for it, me think, that uh... it's a, it's above the Mendoza line for inclusion. Like if I played someone's cube and I like saw Tetsamok, I'd be like. <laughs> Sweet. So somebody had it in a 3-0, like, mono black deck. Mm. And I asked him, I'm like, so how was uh, Tetsumok? He's like, I never drew it. I'm like, dang. <laughs> 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 I was like, dang it, that doesn't help. Right, right, right. But oh well. All right, so that's my pick for another card to talk about. Did you have one that you'd like to talk about? Uh, I mean, Grasping Scoundrel's interesting because it's a 2-1 for one, and it's a common. Mm-hmm. You don't tend to see many of those nowadays, so maybe it'll mean something for the future. Yeah, right. Two one on the attack for black, like isn't isn't terrible. Would you say this is better or worse than like Carnophage and Sarcomancy and whatever? Uh, worse because you don't have the tribal interactions with stuff like Gravecrawler. Yeah, I because can see like that. Have, like being able to bring Gravecrawler back is is a big deal. Yeah. Or uh, I was gonna say Charles Messenger, but that just comes back anyway. <laughs> right. No tribal, it just comes back on its own. So yeah, that's the way I feel about that one. Vona's Hunger, three mana edict. No. Yeah, unnecessary. Like Champion of Dusk, if there were actually a, uh, a like a solid vampire theme. Like if Champion of Dusk was literally like Champion of Dirt and it was a zombie, it would be awesome. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> then you're just like, yeah, let me draw draw three cards and lose three. It's you know, Graveborn Muse or whatever, right? Like Yeah, one shot Graveborn Muse. Yeah. But yeah. Eh. Eh. Not too excited about that. Like yeah. I, I thought, uh, what's his name was kind of Twilight Prophet was kind of interesting when I first saw it. Um, yeah, it's just. But then I'm like, oh wait, you have to have the city's blessing for it to do anything. So yeah, I'm I'm good. Otherwise, we, it's... Can, we can leave that one behind. Otherwise, she is a ghost ship. Yep. Toot toot yep. toot toot. <laughs> All right, I think Red's got some nice ones. Yeah. Oh, there's Tomb Robber. That card seems terrible. Yeah. 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 I forgot to put that on the list for probably good reason. <laughs> Yeah, whatever. It's just, I mean, I'm glad all the pirates, like a lot of the pirates have menace, so at least they're harder to block, but like, this one's just a little too much work to make to something. Yeah. It's like a really bad putrid imp. So, red cards, which is your favorite? Um, so, Dire, uh, the Daredevil is probably my favorite one of the bunch. Yeah. The, you know, ye old red snapcaster. So, that is probably my favorite. Has it gotten a, a nickname yet? Like have people given it like a, a cool I nickname? I haven't heard. I haven't heard yet. Um, man. Like a Redcaster or something. Like really phoned yeah, in. Yeah. You know, I haven't heard anything like that. So if it sees play in standard, I assume someone will come up with, with a nickname for it. Like if it's in like some really good pro tour deck, people the race will be on to find a nickname for it, so they can get the brownie points right. or something. But yeah, I haven't really heard that nickname. I was just wondering because I was thinking about it, like, yeah, I wonder if there's a nickname for this thing. There's not. I mean, it's, it's solid. Like, uh, 
I mentioned the article, but do you remember when Morrow was talking about uh, Kabu Titan? Mm-hmm. And like how he was in the FFL and he was playing it as a grizzly. He was playing like some red grain beatdown deck or something. And he had, he was loaned a deck and it had four copy. It had four uh, grizzly bears. And then like after he went 4-0, I think someone like Aaron Forsyth or something told him, you know, those are actually uh, Kabu Titans. <laughs> and and then so he went two and two the next week because he was holding right, for too long. Right, because he kept waiting to to cast them as five fives instead of his two twos when needed. Yeah, he wasn't being the beatdown. And then people at R you know in the FFL thought it was hilarious, and he was like, "Oh right, I should be aggressive like that Faith No More song." And then <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say like cheerleaders. Aren't they in the V? Aggressive. I feel be, be aggressive. Was that like B E A G G R E S S I V E? It wasn't be aggressive. Weren't they? Was there a music video for that song? For what song? Be aggressive by Faith No More. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't see. There we. Hmm. I'm looking at it. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's. I'm just seeing a bunch of live videos though, so maybe it isn't. I don't know. Let's uh, let's take a look here. Let's play what this video is doing. Oh no, it's not. It's yep. just a picture of the album cover. Yeah. No, I guess not. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, well. But yeah, that's that's pretty much what I was thinking whenever I hear "Be Aggressive." Is that the Faith oh, No More song? That, no, I think of cheerleaders doing B B E A G G R E S S I V E. That, that's that's what they do in that song. Do they really? Yeah. Oh, I- it, when you get to the chorus, that's that's what that's that's what they do. <laughs> that's hysterical. Yeah. I actually did that today in front of my class. <laughs> I actually did that cheer because literally the the beginning of the song says aggressively. And I'm like, you guys aren't being aggressive. <laughs> and so I told them I would cheer them on. <laughs> they all looked at me strangely, called me extra, and then did it. So I'm like, hmm, nice. who's the dummy now? Nice. So I'm pretty sure it's yeah, in I like either, the card. It's, it's either in the <laughs> lyrics or the bridge, or the chorus or the bridge. I know it's in that somewhere. All right, I'll have to listen to it. I'm, I'm not super familiar with that one. Oh, it's, it's good. That so, whole album is gas. I'm sure. Uh, I think my wife has that album because uh, she listens to a lot of Faith No More. I listen to some Faith No More, but... Mm-hmm. I kind of, you know, I, I was drawn in by the, uh, you know, the video with the fish and the piano, obviously. Oh, yeah. Yeah, whatever this song, Epic, I think. Epic, yep. yeah. It's very catchy, too. Yeah, this was on the album after that after that mm-hmm. album, I think. I think it was uh, The Real Thing, and then this one. Mm-hmm. They had a really sweet cover of War Pigs by Black Sabbath. Nice. Yeah, it was, it I was like really War Pigs. good. Yeah, it's a good I have a cover of Cake doing War Pigs. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I would not great. expect that. All right, <laughs> time to include it in the show notes so you can so you can go uh, watch it here. Nice. I'm gonna forget all this, but uh, I'm just gonna I'm just it's, ooh, it's got a and it's got a video by the way. Oh, nice. Unlike some songs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right, so uh, yeah, direfully daredevil. Because here's the thing: is the body by itself is not embarrassing. It's a two-one first strike. Yeah. So even after you do anything with it, even if you don't do anything with it, you can just play it on turn two if you need a two drop yeah. to be aggressive. Yeah. And it can defend itself pretty well through, you know, virtue of being first strike. So yeah, first strikes. And joke. there's the ability that if they have a lightning bolt in their yard, sweet. If they have a time for you folks who play powered out there, if they have a time walk or an ancestral recall yeah. in their graveyard. That seems pretty good. Yeah, it's not bad. Not bad. So, you know, you know, that kind of stuff. So, It's one of those yeah. things that let you, I mean, you can't obviously, like, I've heard people poo-poo it because it's not Snapcaster Mage. I'm like, whatever. Yeah, it's like. what? Whatever is going to be Snapcaster Mage. 
Give me a break. Yeah. If you were to rate uh, Snapcaster 10, how would you rate uh, Blue Gear Hulk? This arbitrary uh, scale of I think uh, Blue Gear Hulk is a solid probably eight, eight and a half. Yeah, I was going to say eight, eight and a half. Okay. Yeah. It's much better. I, initially, I thought it to be like a seven or a 6.5. And then again, played with it. And I'm like, oh, no, this card's way better than I thought. Yeah. It's like, oh, free spell. Right. Correct. You're like, oh, free cryptic command. Got it. Yeah. Free dig. Oh, and a 5-6 or whatever the heck it is. Got it. Yeah. Great. Kill your planeswalker. Great. Thank you for playing. <laughs> yeah, that card's good. Right. Now imagine if we still played cards like uh, the three red, black, deal four damage to something, look at your top four cards, <laughs> take one, and like impulse. Oh, what's that, Prophetic Bolts? Prophetic Bolt. Imagine if that card still existed, and you got to cast that off of your Torrential Gear Hulk. That'd be nice. You're like, end of turn, kill this thing, put the Gear Hulk in my hand, next turn play a land, pass, Gear Hulk, do it again. <laughs> like, how are you winning that game? You're probably not. No, no, probably not. <laughs> probably not winning that game, so, you know, just saying. Just nah. saying. Anyway. What do you think right. of... Uh... Rekindling Phoenix. Okay, so Rekindling Phoenix is two red red for a 4-3 flyer, and then when it dies, you make an 0-1 elemental creature token, red elemental, which says, at the beginning of your upkeep, sacrifice this and return target card named Rekindling Phoenix from your graveyard to the battlefield. It gains haste. So, I think if we were going to get close for, like, a red 4-drop that can have a, a, a fair amount of impact, I think this is pretty close. Yeah, I've been trying this guy out. I've, I've really liked him. Like, it's it's pretty hard to deal with. Yeah, as it turns out, it takes two removal spells or, you know, a, a block inducement and then a killing of the elemental. Yeah. Like, if it had haste, it would be absurd. But again, come on. That's... <laughs> that, would be, that, would be, that would be really stupid. That's not what phoenixes do. They're not fast. They come back. What if it's super fast? Like, whoosh, whoosh. Right. What a super fast Phoenix. <laughs> super fast. Super comes back. Yeah, I, I've, I like this even as kind of a multitasking red red four as like even something in like the value decks or as like a curve topper if need be. But I've like I'm trying it for right now. Like it's mm-hmm. probably my worst four, but it's still good. Like I've uh, I've I've liked it for what it's worth. It, 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 certainly, I I certainly think it belongs in the pantheon. The very elevated pantheon with the only minorly insulting name as, you know, it's not embarrassing. Yeah. Like, again, if I saw that in someone's cube, be like, all right, sweet. Yeah, let's do this. Let's try it. It wouldn't be one of these, love, oh, come on, what are you doing with this? <laughs> yeah. It wouldn't be that. It wouldn't be like Orozka Raptor. Oh, yeah. Three, four, 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 get some. Be Ooh. like, mm, what are we doing here? No, this one's actually, like, legit. Yeah, it's so, a nice card. I like it. Yeah. It's it's a nifty one. I don't know if I'll play it, but I like it. Yeah, I want to give it some time to see what happens. What do you think of the new Mog Fanatic, Fanatical Firebrand? Like, it's it's fine. <laughs> it's it's uh it's going straight in Popper Cube, that's for sure, because there it needs more one drops. Uh-huh. But like, otherwise, I don't know. It's it's probably a better top deck than Mog Fanatic. And usually when you sacrifice it in combat, it's usually just, like, chip damage. It's like, well, sacrifice Yeah, well, now it. that we no longer have damage on the stack, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, if they, like, bolt it or something or want to kill it or something, it's like, all right, you block like this before damage, sack it. But, I mean, it's 
Yeah, this one can't do that, so. Well, you can do it. You just, well, if you block. Right, you have to block with it. They can't block. Yeah. All in all, I think it's, like, it's fine in, in cubes with uncommons and above. Like, it's it's no two-power thing for one. Right. So, like... But, you know, I still play Mog Fanatic, because Mog Fanatic is gas. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. Like, it's it's fine. <laughs> it's That's my recommendation. It's fine. I also find the uh, the Elder Dinosaur in red kind of interesting. Itali. Yeah. I just wish it did something, like, relevant when it came into play. I wish it had maybe haste. Yeah, there's I mean, so many of these cards... He's got a bunch of lightning on him. Lightning is fast. It's right there in the name. All the other magic cards that have lightning in them all attack the turn it comes into play. Granted, he's storm, not lightning, but, you know. I have a feeling he probably did it one time. And, and then, they were like, oh, my God, this is ridiculous. Yeah, like, <laughs> what are you do- like, what are you doing? No, this would be gross. Right, like, play him, attack, hit a removal spell, kill your blocker, kill him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Probably too good with haste, but you know, yeah, whatever. It's, I it's, it's, Daring Buccaneers that said reveal a human card and not a pirate card. Man, hmm, yeah, I wish, I wish, yeah, not too many pirates. No, there's Kari Zev. Yep, she is in fact a pirate. So is Direfleet Daredevil. Yeah, and uh, and, and the blue one, you know, uh, the blue one and uh. There's a obligatory uh, hostage taker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Mutavolt's not a pirate when it's in your hand. Oh right. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Oh, mur- you know, obligatory. Mur- mm-hmm. Yeah, mur- entity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think cubes are playing Chameleon Colossus anymore. If you like Chameleon Colossus <laughs> and attacking for eight. <laughs> Sorry. Isn't it seen playing modern because it doesn't die sure to push? Nice. Because it well no well it's. Unreal against the uh, Death Shadow decks because all their ways to deal with it are all black. Oh, okay, nice. And it, and it blocks bolts. the crap out of Death Shadow, blocks the crap out of uh, uh, the guy that you reveal, you mill yourself for however many and bring a non non uh, land back to your hand. I can't think of his name. The guy that uh, the black blue dragon was wearing around his neck. Oh, Tassiger. Tassiger. Uh, oh, also blocks oh. a, also blocks a zombie fish. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't get doesn't get uh, terminated. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, that's what that card was for. That art is so trippy. I'm just looking at that art. Like what? Chameleon Colossus. Yeah. It's like. You like Chameleon Colossus. <laughs> the Changelings <laughs> arts were so weird, but I mean that's kind of the point. Right. It's like whoa. It's all different things. Woo. I guess it's supposed to be like the. Uh, I guess it's like Uncanny Valley. Like, Game Trail Changeling is, like, trying to awkwardly look like an elk, and it doesn't. And it's like, hey, guys, I'm an elk. What's up? <laughs> yeah, this one's got all the little, like, random people sticking out of its feet and legs and arms. And its head mm-hmm. is its own little creature that has its own head. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's out there a little bit. Yeah. We're okay with that. Changelings are so cool. I, I like them in, in Lorwyn. They're nifty. Yeah, it was a neat mechanic. I enjoyed it for sure. Agreed. All right. Uh, anything else? We want to move to green? Yeah, there ain't much here. Teen Ollie Summoner. Like, I wish it was a two-one, but it ain't. So shrug. <laughs> <laughs> That's my review. Green. <laughs> thank, thank you. We'll be here all week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Green. Uh, I don't know which one of these do you like the best. Okay. So again, I had a uh, you know an experience of actually like playing Magic cards the other day, 
and I got to play, uh, now granted, you know, you get to, you get to watch things or you get to experience things yourself and you're like, oh, this is really neat. There's two cards in here. There's one which I feel like is like an auto include. And then there's one which I think is a really neat card, which I think is worth trying. Hmm. All right. So I think, and I would like to talk about the one that I think that I think is fun and worth trying, which is Jade Light Ranger. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. I don't feel like this is an auto include, but the value generated by playing this guy, especially in, in green, if you're playing him on turn two, her on turn two, like that's a lot. A four three on turn two is very large. A three two draw a card, also very good. Yeah. And a two one draw two isn't awful either. Yeah. Like all the different modes of this card seem fine. Like the worst version is if like it's a mediocre card on top that you kind of have to keep on top. Yeah, and then you get a 4-3 out of the deal anyway. But then you get a 4-3, right. And the thing is, is if you don't want it, you can reveal it the first time, leave it on top, reveal it the second time, and then mill it away. So at least you have a 4-3, and you don't have to deal with that awkward card. Yeah, you could, like, try to YOLO, like, all right, time to get rid of this, and then see what happens. Like, it's so much value. Like, I've I've really liked it. It's, yeah, just a lot of value. Like, green isn't... The color that really plays like big, or, like correct. Small, you don't get a lot of mm-hmm. like uh, Sorry, you know, small beefy creatures, but I mean it's like I'll close. I mean it's a value creature that closes games out real fast. Right, and also too, there's um, you know there's also the the part of green doesn't generate. The green ha- doesn't have a lot of card quote unquote value cards in it in straight green like. Blue's got a bunch of value cards, like, white's got some value cards. Like, this one, like, actually generates cards. Like, a lot of times, like, the value cards are, like, I get a creature and a pump spell, but not just, like, raw cards. Like, oh, let me draw some cards in my hand. Yeah, we can play two mana and put another land into play. Mm -hmm. You know, we can do stuff like that, which generates, you know, which is still just, like, one for one on card parity, where this has the potential of, like, actually just, like, creating a threat and continuing some momentum by like continuing to keep cards in hand i don't know i like it i think it's interesting and it's way better than i thought it would be after playing it especially after watching a friend of mine go uh turn to snake oh constrictor mm-hmm nice j light ranger <laughs> casual six five nice nice mm-hmm. six, i like it five and then they played the next turn they played the blue green one enchantment that flips if a creature has more than three plus one plus one counters. Hmm. So like beginning of combat, put a plus one plus one counter on a creature you control. Makes your J Light Ranger an eight seven, and then you flip it, and then it says like basically like give it like plus X plus X and flying, where it's like the number of counters on it or its power or something absurd like that. Mm. So it's like just like threatening to kill someone on turn five. Wow. In standard. Nice. Where you know push is not necessarily the easiest thing to generate to get it to kill a three drop. Yeah, yeah, you can't have revolt as a no given. No fetch lands around. Yeah, right? so yeah, yeah, I like Jade Light Ranger. I, yeah. I, I would like to try it. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a it's a very good one. The other card, the the other three mana creature. It is. It is the Thrashing Brontodon. Yeah, this card's sweet too. Yeah, I like. I've heard a lot of people not liking this card, but yeah, I do. as long as you can cast it. Yeah, like a three four for three is well above rate. And then just randomly has, oh, sacrifice to kill something. Like, in the early days of my cube, I played the elf that did the same thing. Oh, the two-drop elf. elf. 
Yeah. And that card was just fine. Yeah. Yeah, I think... And at least this thing's a 3-4. Yeah, this thing's huge. Uh, I think I've heard, like, people saying it isn't good because it's not Uchabi Orangutan. Like, it doesn't do anything when it comes into play. But, I mean, Uchabi Orangutan's terrible if there's nothing on the board. Correct. Or if you only have your own things to blow up. Yeah, like, sweet. Blow up my signet. Right. <laughs> All right. Awesome. <laughs> it's like Fire Imp. I guess I'm going to blow up my own guy so I can... Put a creature into play. I'll upgrade. This is great. I'll upgrade my one-one token into a two-one. <laughs> right. This is awesome. My life is great. I'm going to use my turn three for this. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, don't know. I think this good thing is quite good. Like a lot of these creatures had, even counting like uh, you know Rex Age and whatever. Like their bodies are pretty anemic. Like even like Torch Fiend and Hearth Kami. Mm-hmm. Like, those creatures were pretty anemic. There were two mana, two ones, and this is a pretty decent-sized body. And you're in green, so you can probably cast it on turn two. Yeah, uh, yeah and like I said, and th- if there's a color to cast this card on turn two, it's green. Yeah, for sure. Right? Like, ye old turn one elf, turn two trefo. So, mm-hmm. yeah, those are the two cards I like the most out of it, uh, out of out of green, for sure. Yeah. And they both happen to be three drops, which I do like in, you know, Three drops in green, especially because of Elf Syndrome, I think, uh, get a little bit of, of bonus credit. Yeah, and they get, I think Watsi has been pushing them more since one mana elves are no longer a thing in standard. Correct, right, so they can put them, right, exactly, so they can put them in standard because they don't have the fear of them coming into play on turn two. Yeah, like Tireless Tracker, even like mm. the three mana Nissa, like that card yep. is quite good. You're right. And these are all things that we get rewarded for in cube because we are like, wait, Fintorn Elves? Isn't that just like Lanor Elves? Yup. Get it in there. Yep. Let's go. Get that bird. All of the above. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, with regards to the, the miscellaneous cards, honestly, not really any of them are really impressing me. Okay. So, <laughs> I I play one of every three-color card. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have, for a long time, not been super happy about the Naya cards. Yeah. However. Oh, what, the, the Robo Rosewater? The comma is unfreaking believable. I mean, granted, I know it's nine mana, but good lord. Yeah. If you untap, if you're able to untap your lands when it when it's being casted, it does have a good amount of board impact. I seriously thought this was a Robo Rosewater card when I when I saw it being spoiled. It's like. Wait, what? What? It's got so many things on it. Yeah. So many things. And, like, you know, I don't... I, I like for my... You know, I like that my, my cube is competitive. I like all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I also like having, like, trying to do fun things also. And I'm not sure out of... You know, if we had to pick something out of this block that you would consider, like, fun, a three-headed dinosaur... Yeah. ...that untaps all your lands... Has three activated abilities, all of which do something relevant. Yeah, yeah. I feel like this is just fine. I feel like it's just fine. You know, like there's part of me that wants to like Relentless Raptor, the three three for two, and for red white. But oh, you know, yeah. red white's so good. Like, yeah. just, it just doesn't need this card. No. So my cat is uh, opining on the values of uh, dinosaurs currently. <laughs> Why? So forgive me if you hear him. Uh, speak why is this two mana three three <laughs> why is it right. dinosaur right so you know yep yeah i hear you talking why is this a why is there a blue white griffin what do griffins have to do with ixalan 
Right, like, where did this come from, and why does it look like a giant parrot or parakeet? I'll be completely honest. I didn't even... I totally did not notice this card when, like, doing my review or looking at anything else. Like, it's just like, here's this stupid bird, like, griffin, parrot thing. Like, what? I mean, its head literally looks like a giant parakeet. Yeah, pretty much. Probably want a city's blessing. <laughs> now, if you're, you know, if you're jamming Merfolk, if you have a Merfolk sub-theme, like, both of the Merfolk cards in multicolor in this set are, in this set are very good. Both Kumena and Mistbinder are both excellent, yeah. like, cards for the for the archetype or whatever. But, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's not that great. I was about to like, say. I opened up, uh, I, I got a full, I got a uh, Russian box of uh, Rivals, and we opened a Foil Russian Hwatli Radiant Champion. Oh, huh. And my first thought was, Ugh, why does Green White have to be so good in Cube? I can't use this card. Yeah. <laughs> It is. It's like Gideon Champion of Justice, but better. Oh yeah, it's better than Champion of Justice. I mean, to be fair, Ham Sandwich is better than Gideon Champion of Correct. Justice. <laughs> card is just trash. This card's fine. It's just uh, there's a lot of competition out there. Correct. Green White is an excellent guild too, so it's just really tough to crack that nut. Um, as far as like the flip cards go, I do. I think a few of them are interesting. Now, I don't know if they're good enough because of the uh, competition in in the uh, in the color. But, like, for example, Journey to Eternity seems very good to me. Yeah. If you can consistently get it to flip, if, I mean, that's... If you can... Right. If you can get it to flip, this card... I mean, it's pretty awesome, right? Like, All you know, obviously, but the problem is, is, like, you know, there's just a lot of danger of, like, like removal is so good in cube, it's so hard to sneak this thing in. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, as we've all learned in recent years, what happens when you try to put an aura on a creature? Like, all right, kill it in response. You're like, mm-hmm. great. So, you know, I, I, there's a part of me that really wants to be able to flip Storm the Vault. Yeah. Because, you know, who doesn't like Talarian Academy? Yep. Is it but, How much was it? Like, you know, what, five artifacts or seven? Five artifacts. Uh, if you have five or more, right? So it's, it's so you, you know, it, it obviously, you know, it's got to be with treasure you know, token, you know, treasure tokens or whatever. Yeah. So I do like that all of these rainbow land are these dual lands. When they flip, they become rainbow lands. Mm-hmm. Like that's cool. I don't like uh, what's that? Hadana's climb. Yeah, that's the one I was talking about earlier. Yeah. There's like plus X and flying. Yeah. Like I remember somebody saying they they like this card, but I don't know. It just seems like it requires so much work. But you know. Here's the thing. At one, at least it does something when it comes into play. This is true, right? Because you get to get a, at the beginning of combat, you get to make, you know, get at least a counter. And then, you know, at some point, if a guy gets big enough, or if you have like stupid things, like what if, for example, let's say you play Hadana's Climb on three, and then you play the uh, whatever that creature is. The uh, is it a Hydra that like comes into play with four plus one plus one counters, and every time you attack with it, it doubles itself. Oh, a Colonian Hydra? I think it's, like, five. Yeah. But, yeah. but I'm saying, like, it literally flips, like, right away if that guy's in play. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's something. I don't know how many creatures are made up of entirely of counters. You know, like, it's kind of neat to have alongside a uh, walking ballista. Oh, yeah. Walking ballista, walking ballista. <laughs> Sorry. Not, not waltzing Matilda, walking ballista. 
I don't know if I sang that the last time we went through Aether Revolt, but... I don't think we did, no. Yeah, it definitely reminds me of it. Walt, walking ballista, walking <laughs> ballista. Anyway, uh, I love Path of Metal, but it's, like, virtually impossible to flip in cube. Yeah. There's a deck on it. In sta- isn't but, there a deck? Oh, yeah, this stand- yeah, yeah. Because literally the mono red deck, every single creature just about has one of those keywords. Yeah. I think, what, Kari Zeva's first strike, and I think pretty much everything is haste, right? Mm-hmm. Nice. And the 2-3, three, the 3-3, the, three, three, the dinosaur I was just talking about, the raptor, oh, the red-white. Yeah, it's got vigilance. Whee! So my, my cat is currently running around the house at full speed talking. <laughs> I must attack a fable. <laughs> I, I'm now. not quite sure what he's what, what game he's playing. He has to attack. But you know. He has to attack a fable every turn. Yeah, I, I guess. <laughs> He has to attack or block a Fable. He has to attack or block, like, target foot. Yeah. A Fable. I do like that the Raptor has to block each combat. Like, that's nifty. Like, that's like that's cool design. I like it. Mm-hmm. Same. Yeah. Azor's Gateway is pretty hard to flip. Yes and no. I like it a lot, but it's, it's certainly a long-term play card. Yeah. Because the fact that, like, you get to draw a card every turn at least means you're not down on cards. Yeah, yeah, you get so to... So I do uh, like that. And let's be honest, when you flip this thing, <laughs> good lord, good lord. You cast, you get omniscience, pretty much. Right, and X mana, where X is your life total. <laughs> Sounds great. I remember watching somebody on stream, and they flipped this in, like, some Esper control deck, and I'm like, I guess I'll cast everything. It's like, yeah. Right. And, gee, I wonder if I have any way to, if, I, if there's a mana sink that I could use. Hmm. <laughs> Is there one in standard? Sure is. It's in blue white. It's Azor himself. Oh, I don't know if that deck played it, but yeah, yeah, I could see that. So like he's a mana sink. There's uh, you could you know cast a walking ballista. Oh jeez, yeah, you cast walking ballista, they die. They did. Yeah, it's cast it for like I will tap, gain twenty or get twenty right. mana. Right, like yeah, I'm at fourteen. Seven seven tap one land. Seven seven ballista. Sure. Mm. Yeah. You're up. That's fine. Go ahead. This, this is fine. This seems okay. <laughs> I, I think I, like, uh, Azor, I don't know, like, it just, it's one of those, as cliche as it is, it's a six-mana creature that... Now, Blue White's too good. Yeah. Blue White's too good to mess around with that card. I'm sure even Sphinx's Rev is better than this. I'm quite sure. Of course it is. Yeah. Because you know why? You can cast Sphinx's Rev at instant speed. Yep. This it has to live for a turn and then attack. What if he, if he had Flash? Oh, yeah, can you imagine? Oh. And the turn cast this. Okay. Then give it hate, and then... <laughs> Oof. Yep. Then attack. And unfortunately, the, the Rakdos Planeswalker is bad. Well, yeah, yeah. Bad, but I mean, it's like, it's like a souped it's up... It's whatever. Li- it's like a souped up Liliana Vess. But like, Black Red is so good. Yeah, give me Doretti. So good. The yeah. car, car, color combination is so good. Yep. So, you know, that's the problem. Yeah, so. I like how it's so weird. It's like I don't, I don't understand the flavor of its middle ability of sealing a creature, and then if it's small, it gets sacrificed. Like I don't understand. Like what does that mean? You know, is it because he's like? Well, I don't know his story yet. I don't either. I'm just trying to think flavor wise. Like what would do that? Like you know, you can get over here. Like Scorpion or whatever. Well, right. Well, what it, right. So that's what it is, right? Because he has his chains, right? So I think the thing is, is that he's got these fiery chains and that when he grabs something and pulls it over, like after he uses it, it dies because of the fiery chains or whatever. 
Oh, I guess they're not strong enough. Because it's not tough enough to live after he, like, grabs you with his chains and throws you at somebody else. Huh. All right. <laughs> that's that's what I got for you. We'll go with that. Sure. <laughs> There's nothing involving a maze. No. And a labyrinth for the Minotaur, so. No, thank thankfully. That's about what I got. Because he has a card in the previous set, too, right, that has something with the chains on it. I think it was Arant. I think it was his Marauders or something. It was, like, some seven-mana thing that doubled your damage. I think. I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> but his chains are, like, featured in the stories, I think. They talk about him, like, throwing his chains around. Oh, okay. So, I don't know. He's really throwing his chains around. Yeah, man. What's there an like artifact? Yep. Got two chains. There you go. It's Captain's Hook. <laughs> yeah, the hook. Whatever. Like, they're so scared to make a good uh, equipment. Yeah. I, I would like, imagine. I like the equip one. I like the fact that it gives menace. Yeah. Like,. Like comparing, That's not horrible. Comparing this and Heirloom Blade makes this look like such a joke. <laughs> I mean, compare this to uh, Grafted... Uh, yeah, War Gear. War Gear. Yeah. Which is, you know, which is the, if it becomes unattached, kill it. Yeah. The uh, And, I don't, like, I don't get the flavor of that either. Like, whenever it becomes... Because you chopped their hand off, I guess. I mean... I can still live without a hand. <laughs> things are gonna, things are gonna be not fun, but I mean, right? I mean, being <laughs> hellbent is sucks. Yeah, just headbutt, <laughs> just just Wesley Willis them. <laughs> yeah, I don't Rock know. Rock over London. <laughs> just Rock on Exelon. It's menace though. I, it becomes a pirate. Like I mean, whatever. It's yeah. Like menace is. Yeah. I remember putting it on a flyer and thinking it was it make it makes like a flyer with menace is pretty much unblockable. For a second, when I looked at awaken the amalgam, I thought it was going to be one of these nice phrases that every other letter is a vowel. Oh. But then it gets ruined by the L and the G in a row because it's a w a k e n e d a m a l g. Oh. Oh. It messed man. up the B. Man. 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 That's the that's the most positive thing I have to say about that card. Yeah. What about Immortal Sun? I don't even know if I put that on the sheet because it's a lot of mana. I didn't. It's a lot of mana, but it does a lot of things. It's very good. Like it's just. Eh. It's six mana. It's six mana, but you know, extra card every turn. Your spells are big creatures. Your spells are cheaper. Creatures are like it's exactly what I want it to be. And it's like, oh, by the way, you know, the heck with your planeswalkers. Like, so you can like get away with casting something for six. Yeah. Because at least then you're not getting punished on the back end by like them just like, okay, activate this, sir, der, der. Here's my Jace. And, and it is another way to, it's a colorless way to interact with Planeswalkers while giving you a benefit. But like, yeah. This just screams like casual play to me. Yeah. And not. Not cube. Cast this on turn six. Go. Cool. Cool. I mean, it's no, let's be honest, it's no, uh, Marari's Wake. No. Which is the, the, the old cast on turn five or something. Go, cross my fingers. Oh god, please untap, please untap, please untap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Please untap, please untap, please untap, because you're not winning if I untap. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So. And, uh, yeah, the ice cards are just meh. Oh, and there's, uh, but there's the, the land. What do you think of the which land? One? Hold on. I gotta look. Oh, okay. Uh, which one? Uh, um, the, the one in the upper left corner. Oh, Arch of Orozka? Yeah. Draw a card, activate this only if you have the city's blessing. No. <laughs> That's my answer is no. Mm. It's so much... I remember, like, somebody had a control deck, and I was like... It's literally six mana? Yeah. Six mana. It's, um, it's, it's like, 
in theory, it's like stalking stones or whatever, where you can, you know, hold up mana, and then if they don't do anything, you can do this. But I remember, like, somebody had it in a control deck. I'm like, he was like, even if I, when I always, you know, if you know, I had the city's blessing, it was just so much mana. I'm like, yeah, it's just, ugh. It's a lot, yeah. Don't, don't need it. No. Got a new Evolving Wilds no. art. That's something. Need it. Yeah, we have lots of Evolving Wild, uh, Evolving Wilds, uh, what's Arts. his name's? cards now yeah artworks what's your so, favorite um i because i'm old the original uh i think that's my least favorite honestly just because it evokes the first time i saw the card yeah it just looks i don't know like but my favorite artwork is probably the cons one with like the lava flow going down the middle of it oh yeah that's a good one like that's my favorite like visual one but to me like just seeing the original one is like, oh, that card's Evolving Wilds. Like, yeah. that's the artwork that I look at, and I'm like, oh, okay, I know what that is right away. Some of the other ones, I'm like, mm, I don't know. Uh. I like the, <laughs> like, uh, what's the, I like the Rivals one. Or not the, the Rivals one I like, but uh, I think it's, but I think it's, uh. The, there's also a promo one that's really neat with, like, these, yeah. the, like, Fire Cloud or whatever. Yeah. Diamond Kit one's not bad. It looks just like a dust storm, though, but it's not bad. I think the Lava yeah. Flow one's probably my favorite, or like the FNM one. Yeah, the FNM one's neat. Yeah. I like the, those two. You're right. I, the the, uh, the FNM one, the promo one's really neat, because it actually has like all five land types on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that's all of the neat. lands. And who's that? Sam Apparently there is, is there a new, I'm seeing a new one for uh, a uh, League promo from Rile, Rivals. Oh. The new artwork. I have no idea. Yeah. It's got, like, the Rivals watermark on it. It looks like it's uh, in the middle of, like, a valley with a little tower in the middle of it. Oh, that's cool. Kind of neat. Huh. Oh, right, yeah. Though. I think that was yeah, one of the... Yeah, I guess it's, it makes me think of, like, Machu Picchu or something. Yeah, a little bit. I, I mean, that's exactly what it's supposed to be evocative of, you know? Yeah. Because that's what culture we're in. Yeah. Yeah, that one's good. Maybe that might be my favorite. We got a new favorite. There we go. We did it, boys. Yeah. Yeah, I I think the issue with uh, whatever, City's Blessing, is the cards essentially need to be good without City's Blessing, and the only one that really applies to is the two ones. Like, a lot of these are just so bad on the front. Yeah, side. there's just way too much, too many hoops. Like, the card needs to be good on its own, and then, like, oh, now we get this added bonus. Yeah, like, oh, it has flying it's, now. Cool. Now, instead of, like, if all these cards, like, came standard with the City's Blessing, then, yeah, a lot of them are great. Oh yeah, but unfortunately, that's the only one that that really sees a whole lot of uh, a whole lot of action previous to that. So yeah, I think that's the unfortunate part. So funny enough, oh. I just happened to log on to Twitter, and one minute, minute ago, Senior Cran, Cranny said, "Quote: If you play uncards in your MTG cube, Clocknapper is the most busted five drop mana can buy. It's honestly absurd." I think like either that or. Um... Like, if you get something really good with Arcane Savant, uh-huh. like, I think it's between those two in terms of being busted. Like, I think the average case, Clocknapper's better, and pretty much just steal their untap upkeep draw. Because that's, like, one of the weird things, too, is, like, you know, when you're in a blue control deck and you tap out for something, like, you're hoping your opponent doesn't just untap and cast something that goes over the top of you. It's like, all right, cast this. Okay, I'll untap upkeep. I'll get, I'll steal your untap. And your draw step. <laughs> but, like, I remember for some time I had, when I had the conspiracy cards, like, um, Arcane Savant and Seasons Pass was pretty gross. Oh. 
or like yeah, or like a uh, arcane savant upheaval. Uh, that was pretty dumb. Like uh, <laughs> yep. Yeah, I don't know. They're both very good. Like it's it's pretty gross. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's a good timing. Yeah, really, really funny. Yeah. So, all right. Well, let's see here. Uh, I, I think it's about it, man. I, I don't know how much more we can squeeze out of this set. Um, the fact that this one was, uh, you know, at least a little on the shorter side as far as podcasts go, yeah. I think uh, will make it a little bit easier to do the next one. Uh, so hopefully we'll get some uh, some good stuff out of the next one, a lot of stuff to talk about. But is there anything you want to plug here uh, in addition to your plugs at the beginning before getting out of here? Uh, so I've got some article ideas and, and that I'm starting to work on. I'm keeping them under wraps, for, at least for now, but I'm – Getting to where I'm starting to work on non-set review articles for once, which I haven't done in years, which is nice. Very good. Yeah. And the the store that I'm drafting, that I do cube drafts on, like that store closed, and I'll be going to a new location, uh-huh. and we might be streaming Popper Cube, and if so, I'll let y'all know. Nice. Yeah, so that's yeah, be, that'd be great. And like, especially if they can like record them, and I assume, I think. I'm pretty sure you can do that on Twitch, but I don't know if that's something they have to like actively do or something, but I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. they can. But I mean, that'll be nice. I remember there was a store here where somebody like streamed a popper cube draft and that was cool, but I have no idea where it went because the internet loses things. But yeah, unfortunately it's like the, the it's like when people say like the internet remembers everything, it's like the internet remembers everything if people care or you know, if people look for it, but like Sometimes it just stuff falls off. Even like archive.org, like stuff just disappears or you know falls off or whatever. Right, lost to the annals of history. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just gets lost in the sands of time, pretty much. So I don't know. Hopefully that'll be that'll be a thing. And if it does, I'll let y'all know on Twitter at Usman the Red. And there's my blog, which I never update at <laughs> I'd rather be cubing.wordpress.com. But I mean, pretty much the best way to reach me is on on Twitter. And that's it. That's pretty much it. That's my thumbs up. And I'm uh, Anthony42, still working on learning how to uh, like magic again. And, yeah, very soon I'll, I'm going to have an update for you guys, hopefully, regarding all the uh, all the stuff that's been going on. So between uh, – I, I had a, a recent uh, re- revelation. I, I think I mentioned it to you before we were recording, and that's the fact that the, when my cube got stolen, it was probably because it was in the strong box. It was in the cube vault. Awesome-looking cube vault. But I think that, unfortunately, the fact that it was in the cube vault probably triggered the re-theft of magic cards because they only grabbed it because they thought it was a gun inside because it looks like a gun case, mm-hmm. and then they wound up selling it. And then because they were able to sell it, that's why they broke back in again, and which is why I'm still missing, you know, entire formats worth of cards. Also, too, you know, I realized that I am missing a bunch of commons. You know, I knew that ahead of time, and I wasn't going to think about it very much. But uh, guess what format is exploding now? Yep. And guess uh, what cards are now worth money? Yep. Old commons. Mm-hmm. So now I have to go back and you know I've, uh, have to add more to my list. So because I'm sure I had a bunch of unearths. Yeah. And probably you counter know, spells. Are counter spells like that? Anything? Well, I only lost I lost my reds, my blacks, and my artifacts. They left the other colors alone for oh. whatever reason. So they kept blue. Well, they went through. They just emptied out. They they pulled open one drawer of my card catalog and emptied it, which was all the black and red cards. Mm-hmm. And then they pulled open another drawer and they just happened to grab all the artifacts that were on the one side. Hmm. Okay. So interesting. <laughs> well, that's messed up. Probably understatement of the year. Yep. So hopefully I have some more to report on that whole thing soon because I do I do want to. 
when I when I come out the other side of this, I do want to talk about write an article about you know share what I've gone through and what I've learned and kind of what it means for for me and and as well as for for other people and how you can protect yourself and all and all that good stuff too. So hopefully at some point in time, uh, at some point hopefully sooner rather than later, that's uh that that'll the surface. So yeah, well. If you need somebody to so, record it, do a podcast. You know where I live. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, that's probably what it'll be. So, all right, man. Well, uh, I think we took care of mostly everything. Yeah, that's very true. There is. Oh, that's right. <laughs> there is one thing. That's right. There is one thing. Rock over London. Rock on Chicago. Rivals of Ixalan. Stake your claim. Yes. Stake your claim. <laughs> like the city's blessing. Like your claim to the city. Like, hey, it's my city. I have the city's blessing. Rar. Yes. <laughs> well, I think we've heard worse advertising slogans. No, oh certainly. No, certainly that's 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 fine. So but it's still pretty bad. <laughs> it's not it's not great. Oh. It's not great. So, yep. all right, man. Well, right. we'll we'll get at this soon. And luckily, this one came out not too. Maybe one of these days, we'll actually get back to recording it the week of set release. Yeah, so we can kind of be on time again. So, well, better that'd be neat. Better le- less late than ever. Right. Better less late than like three sets late. How's that? Yeah. I hear yeah. that. All right. All well. right. Peace out. Peace out, everybody. <laughs>